Welcome to Politics and Psychology. I'm Dr. Renee Carr, and please introduce yourself in the chat or on social media. And today we are talking about your child or a child you know, Mr. Beast and YouTube. And we are specifically talking about YouTube kids. And for this to not be a one-sided or a one-time conversation, please also give your thoughts or questions in the comment section below. So if you haven't heard of Mr. Beast, then he is the number one YouTuber in the world and also the highest paid. He began his channel at age 13 and right now he's 25 and he went viral in 2017 when he posted a video of himself counting to 100,000. So of course, this is something that other kids would definitely find entertaining and would watch him do. And that's what kicked off his channel and also jump-started his fame. So now speaking about his influence, it's grown so much that he has earned $54 million on just his videos and have um, over 10 billion views of those videos as of 2021. Now I also, in my goal of looking for an alternative to Hershey chocolate, I found that he has a line of food and food products and he has Mr. Beast candy bars, which I was surprised to find it only has like four or five ingredients. So it's pretty clean, non-GMO. And if you have a son, you would definitely want to get the D's nuts candy bars. It's basically the chocolate candy bar that has, you know, peanut flavors in it. So of course, all of his whole brand is focused on boys, boys being boys and boys being silly and boys watching other boys being fun and silly. And this is what he is known for. And since he began, this has always been his, his MO. Um, but his Chris or his friend, Chris Tyson is the one that's bringing a lot of havoc and damage to the Mr. Beast brand. And this is because he was one, his first subscriber also considered his best friend from the beginning and they've grown together since then. But on the show, what they do is they do what boys do. They um, do pranks on each other, play video games, watch reaction videos, and then do their own reaction videos. And Chris was one of those persons who was on the show with Mr. Beast. And Chris is the stereotypical Southern boy. He was chewing tobacco you know, as they got older, loving guns and even lifting trucks. Some of his closest friends described him as a true man's man. So this all changed when in 2023 of January, Chris started wearing female clothing and can be seen in the videos wearing girls crop tops with his belly button showing, female fitting jeans, and then sitting with his legs posed like he is a lady. And all of this really, really began, if you go back and look at the timeline for the little clues, in March of 2022. So this is when we, everyone started seeing his facial appearance change and it changed so much that he was almost unrecognizable. So again, you know, he's a good old Southern boy. So he you know, was a little bit buffed up. He had as much as he could for his you know younger age, but he also had a beard, a mustache. He walked, stood, talked like a regular male would do for his age. But in 2022 of March, his features became significantly softer, um, including his hair. So not only did his parents change, but his behaviors also changed. And he went from his usual rough and tough behavior to acting very feminine and posting about getting a manicure. So then a few months later, after March 2022, 
you can see him with his hair growing long and he's flipping it on the videos and on this um, channel as if he were a female and also wearing very long fingernails. So this is interesting because Chris is married and has one child and he would often post on Instagram and social media um, family pictures of the families of him saying how much he loves his wife and his son. But this began again to change within the past 15 or 16 months. It spiraled out of control until March 2023, where he posted, Chris meaning, he posted that he and his wife are divorcing and they had already been separated and living apart for almost a year. So the reason why we're discussing this background from Chris is because he is on the show that's targeted to, targeted to primarily young boys and it's teenage male focused activities and silliness. And the only reason why Mr. Beast came to fame is because of this content. And Chris was a huge part of that. He was his, again, number one subscriber, and also his best friend. So they were doing all of these silly things together from the time they were 13 until they're now. So then when you see a very masculine male icon that Mr. Beast and Chris had become, and it's on a show promoting typical young male behavior, then when one of the main persons on the show begins to promote not being a male, then you have to consider the psychological impact on all the other male children who are watching this. So in addition to Chris displaying this behavior and appearance change, then he's also showing up this way at other children's events. For example, he wore a very feminine outfit and a purse at the Nickelodeon Awards. So again, Mr. Beast is only famous and he is only wealthy because of his content, which is young boy, male-oriented silliness. And again, Chris is part of this. So much so that they're getting awards for this on other children's platforms such as Nickelodeon. And when you have this person who has become so iconic for boy behavior and, and a clean resource for that, and now one of the main characters is now dressing like a woman, no longer being a boy or being boyish, then you have to recognize, okay, well then what are other little boys going to think? And so from a PR standpoint, this is a complete nightmare for Mr. Beast because he can't say anything against his best friend because then he might be afraid of being canceled, losing all of that revenue and income from the channel. He might also be afraid of looking as if he's rejecting his friend by saying, okay, well, you have to leave the show because this is not what we talk about or what we do. So he doesn't want to do either of those. He doesn't want to lose his friend. He doesn't want to lose his revenue. So he's stuck in the middle trying to piece all of this out. And if you watch the videos starting January of 2023, you can see increasingly that Mr. Beast is looking stressed out. He is not as happy, not as jovial, and it becomes very dry and very awkward at times as well. For example, there was this one episode where they were talking about compliments for people's shirts, and it was supposed to be a joke by one of the guys saying it, but then when you look at Chris, Chris is wearing this little tiny tank top and Mr. Beast is like, uh, well, yeah, I like your shoes. So again, it's very awkward. It's no longer with a very fast moving pace. It's no longer very authentic. It's very strained at times and you can definitely feel it.
So if you have a best friend like Mr. Beast and Chris, then it's a tough situation because he also not only is afraid of losing the revenue, but on some levels he has lost his true best friend because his best friend can no longer be the guy who he grew up with and the guy who he knew. And he doesn't want to lose again the revenue because that's a very real possibility. For example, if you've heard of Matt Walsh, which I did a previous episode on him, then Matt Walsh in April of 2023, he spoke out against refusing to use the incorrect gender pronoun for a male who is also behaving as a woman. And this man with gender dysphoria is the same man whom Forbes highlighted as an inspiration to women during the 2022 Women's Conference. So not only was there a lot of backlash about that, and Matt Walsh spoke out about that, and he continues to speak out against the same male character who was trying to promote himself being a woman and demanding everyone on TikTok and in society to call him a female and to use she and her. But because Matt Walsh is refusing to do that on his own channel, then now YouTube has threatened to ban him completely from the from the platform if he doesn't start calling the guy, his name is Dylan, if he doesn't start calling the guy a female and referring to Dylan as she, he. This is, of course, against um, Matt Walsh's integrity and belief. So he said, I'm not going to do that. And so then they said, okay, well, then we're going to demonetize you. And so Matt Walsh was making over $100,000 a month on YouTube from the ad revenue. And he has lost that because he refuses to give in and to go against his integrity by calling a man a woman. So with all of this happening coincidentally at the same time as Mr. Beast, it makes it a very real possibility that Mr. Beast can not only lose his channel and lose his revenue and even lose the activity that he is doing from that wealth. For example, Mr. Beast does have his own philanthropy channel and he's given away over 1,000 surgeries to help people restore their eyesight, like if they had severe glaucoma, but they were otherwise unable to afford it. He's done the same thing for persons who are hard of hearing or deaf, able to restore over 1,000 individuals to be able to hear again from having simple surgeries, but that they could not afford on their own. So Mr. Beast does do good work. He does, he does have very good content that for the most part was wholesome for children, especially young boys. And he's able to use his funds to help provide betterment for other people who otherwise wouldn't have needed medical services. But with this whole thing happening with Chris, it's really, really, really hurting his brand, hurting his viewership, because now parents are saying, okay, well, if this is what they're having on here, then we're not going to really be allowing our children or our son to watch these type of shows. So that's one area to look at for Mr. Beast, because either way, he's going to lose If he stands up for his friend and allows Chris to stay on the show, he's going to lose viewership and counts and revenue. But if he doesn't and he um, tells him he has to leave, then he'll be labeled as a transphobic or homophobic or whatever phobic person that people may try to use to justify cancel culture. And so he would lose either way. So now it's going back to Mr. Beast and YouTube. YouTube is also trying to target children by its algorithm use of when you send notifications to your child or to another person who is a minor. So this is YouTube kids. And so think about it. Have you seen where you may have tried to 
send a link or send a video to someone and it may ask you, is this going to a minor or is this going to a child? And so on first appearance, it appears as if YouTube Kids is asking you for this information to make sure that you're not sending anything inappropriate to a child or anything possibly harmful to that child, but that is completely opposite from what they're doing. They're really asking for that information so that you can then identify to them who is your child or who is a child that you are sending that to so that they can then target that child to send these ads to them that's often focused on sexuality or gender identity. You also may see this if you have YouTube on your telephone and then your TV is able to click or link up with the YouTube on your phone. And so then what you'll see is that if you have already at one point touched that YouTube kids, yes, this is going to a kids, they would have already created a YouTube kids profile for that child. They would have figured out the person's name or at least the person, the child's username and made that into a very attractive, very, very attractive, very entertaining looking little icon that you're like, oh, this is really cute. What is this? They made this for me. So you're thinking that this is giving you customized content that's child friendly or that's appropriate and a safe place or a safe zone for children, but it really is not. Because once you click on the YouTube link, its first recommended video that they send to that child is a man dressed as a woman and explaining to a young boy about not being a male or female. And then he proceeds to give this whole quote unquote, non-binary lesson to this little boy. So they are not only sending you this information, asking you, is this a child or is this a minor to protect them? They're doing it to target them. And this is very obvious because it's the first recommended video, if not one of the first five, but it's one of the very first ones that they recommend to your child and that your child will see. You will also see that they strategically place these click on here videos and they place it next to this little boy named Ryan. Now Ryan is I think number two in the world for YouTube. He's also a very influential young boy. He's 11 years old, the second highest paid on YouTube and he has over $100 million of a net worth just from his YouTube channels alone. So he is very popular easily recognizable. You see him in Target, all the other different stores, even the grocery stores. He has candy now, just like Mr. Beast. So he's recognizable. So is Mr. Beast. So when you have Ryan's face on there, you click on a Ryan video. Next to that recommended video will then be this non-binary lesson video, or you might see the other one, which is a drag queen talking to another child again, about sexuality, sexual identity, and gender identity. So in no way is YouTube Kids truly a safe platform for children unless the parent or the guardian is involved. And that's what I want us to recognize today. Oh, and I also wanted to tell you this as far as the YouTube for Kids channel. When you have it on your TV, they put it on there automatically. So you have to then try to take it off yourself, but you really cannot do it easily. They make it very hard for an adult to take this off of the TV channel. What you have to do is go to a laptop, not even your cell phone. You have to go to a laptop, look up how to delete 
YouTube Kids. It will then take you to this one very random looking screen and you have to put in what is the username, what is the profile, and do you give permission to delete this? But it's very convoluted on how to even find it, a few different clicks you have to do, and only then can you do it. So you have to remember, first of all, to go to your laptop and then to find it and then to unlink it. And then you have to then go to another part of YouTube just to delete that account and just to delete that profile, period. So it clearly is showing us that if they truly meant for this to be safe for children, you wouldn't have to go through so many deliberate efforts to delete it off of your TV or to delete the account, period, off of your cell phone or off of your YouTube channel. And that's what I want us to recognize today, that it might be tempting to say, hey, go ahead, this is a YouTube-friendly channel for kids, you can watch it, or this is a TV show that says it's about children, or it's a movie that's looking like it's only for little kids. It could even be a TV show that's meant to entertain you. For example, Sesame Street, long-standing show of being able to provide lower-income inner-city children with an additional opportunity for education. Very wholesome from the beginning, that is. Now they're trying to make Bert and Ernie as homosexual lovers. So this has nothing to do with education, nor is it appropriate for children who are of the age of between two and seven, even watching Sesame Street. Why is that there? It's because it's part of an agenda to help pre-sexualize the children and also to numb them to what is the biological truth or the scientific realities of what makes the beauty of a human being humans, which can then set them up for even more mental health problems or more incidents of gender dysphoria. You can also look at many of the cartoons. What might have started out as very innocent has now become an opportunity to twist what the original intent was for the video, for the movie, for the TV show, even for the cartoon, and now making it very sexualized or focusing it on somehow gender identity being not just male or not just female. So our recommendation is to not just blindly trust social media platforms that market themselves as child-friendly, because most of the time you just can't believe that they really will be child-friendly. We do have to take the effort to check in and listen into what they are hearing and seeing what they are seeing and not just going on the optics of, okay, well, it looks like it's safe. It sounds like it's safe. It says it's appropriate for children up to 10 years old, so it should be okay. And we also want to go back to when I mentioned the Sesame Street and how now Bert and Ernie are considered homosexual lovers. This is the same thing going back to Mr. Beast. He began his channel as a boy speaking to other boys, and he also was giving Bible scriptures on almost all of his early shows. But now one of the Mr. Beast's main sidekicks is overly homosexual, and another one is saying how he is now a female. So you can't go on just because it began as a good idea, because it began as whole, don't assume that it's going to stay that way, is to just check every three months. So as the seasons change, winter, spring, summer, fall, 
check in, listen to what your children or the child that you're taking care of is listening to, watch what they're looking at, look through the history, watch, you know, playlists that you can look at on your phone or on your YouTube channel and make sure that what they're watching is continually being appropriate for your child and for your child's age. And also, if you don't have any children, then please recommend this episode or just tell them yourself so that they can be also educated so they can protect their children. And that ends our time for today. But when you do continue this conversation, please remember to do so using science and love. And if you run too fast